0: this season on more and more every day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10 minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way, But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Welcome back. We are nearing the end of our second season of the More and More Everyday podcast, and as we do... I'd like to take some time to hear from colleagues and practitioners of oral history. So that's why the next several episodes are all titled the same, the best advice I ever got. In each episode, I interview an oral historian about what brought her to our craft, suggestions for enterprising oral historians like you and me, and the best advice she ever got. Each episode and interview will bring up ideas and prompts for you, and I want you to be creative here. Design your own prompt based on your own interests along with what strikes you in the interview. For instance, one of our experts may suggest a book or an article to read, or she might mention something that she's trying to work on and always trying to improve. Use her recommendations or what she's working on as inspiration for your own daily challenge. Let's get started. Today, we check in with the incomparable Clay T. White, the inaugural director of the Oral History Research Center for the University of Nevada Las Vegas Libraries. Clay T. is also a longtime member of the Southwest Oral History Association and a past president.
1: My name is Clay T. White, and I am the director of the Oral History Research Center at UNLV. We're in the libraries and we're supported by the UNLV libraries. Uh, So, my role in that capacity is to collect the history of Southern Nevada by doing oral histories, and we do it in projects. So if we want to learn about the medical community, the entertainment community, whatever community that we're interested in, then we conduct interviews in that neighborhood, in that community.
0: Fantastic, thank you. And how were you introduced to oral history in the first
1: place? So I was introduced to oral history because it is my life. So so oral history came along in a way that I never expected it. Number one, I didn't know what it was. So in the mid-1990s, I returned to school to get a master's degree. Didn't know what to do, didn't know where I was going, and decided that I wanted a master's degree in history. Wanted to study women, wanted to study African-Americans. And when I joined the history department here at UNLV, they decided, after I'd been around for a few months, they decided that they wanted to start collecting oral histories here in Southern Nevada. The oral history research center at that time was located at UNR and it wasn't funded well enough, funded by the legislature, wasn't funded well enough so that they could spread into Southern Nevada. So the history department said, it's time for us to do our own. I think it had a lot to do with a certain female professor joined the history department. And I think she pushed them just a bit in that direction. And so they decided, yes, let's bring in some people to teach us how to do oral history and allow anyone who is a history student, a faculty member, staff member, to learn how to do oral history. They will have to do it on their own time. They won't get any credit for it, but they won't have to pay anything. So I volunteered, along with about six or seven other women, no men. And that's how we got started. And our first project was called, once we got training, we did a project called Women in Gaming and Entertainment. I was hooked. Yes.
0: Oh, man, That's wonderful. Thank you. What is your favorite thing about doing oral history?
1: My very favorite part of doing oral history is really to just collect the interview. Of course, it has to be edited. all it has to be processed. There's so much work behind it, but my favorite part is learning, acquiring the new knowledge. And I acquire some new knowledge every time I go into someone's house or they come here to the university. They tell us something that we don't expect, something we didn't know, something that surprises us or just great history to take us deeper into the stories we've already heard. My favorite part. Great. Thank you.
0: Clay T., is there
1: a book or an article that you think
0: can be really useful or relevant for people learning to do oral history these days?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) So I am not, I have not been a good I don't keep up with my field. And it's not because I'm arrogant or anything like that. I want to do oral history my way. Las Vegas is different from any other place in the country. So we do oral history in a way that's unique to us. I don't read articles and I don't keep up with what's in the field. Now that I'm beginning to do some writing, I am beginning to read some of those writings, some of that research. But even now, I don't want to read that much of it because I want my writings to stand on what I have gained through my practice, through my oral history practice. I want to talk about how to listen in a way that no one else talks about it, I don't think. But since I haven't been keeping up, I don't know. So I want to do it my way. I like that. I think your way is great. (laughs) (laughs) I think that there are some basic articles that a person can read. But what I recommend is that you learn the history of your area, Wherever, wherever you live. And wherever you want to be conducting oral history interviews, that's the history that you need to learn. And you need to learn it in a way that when you are asking questions about a certain topic, your follow-up questions can be rich because you know enough to ask them. So more in addition to learning something about the craft, I think you need to learn history. And that's my concentration when I am training people in the field.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful, thank you. Okay. Clay T. in what ways has the oral history impacted your life?
1: Oral oh, history is my life. It, is my whole, it has taken over my life, period. So when I am not interviewing someone trying to find the time to edit interviews, to train students how to interview. Now I'm beginning to write and I'm beginning to think about it. And now people are coming up with all kinds of ideas that we can use oral histories in new ways. So I'm working with the College of Education here on this campus to help train alternatively educated teachers. So not the teachers going through that traditional method of learning to become a teacher, but that alternative method. So we are learning oral histories to interrogate their lives, to talk to them over food and wine, to interrogate them and to help them learn to think to become critical thinkers, and to use that in their classroom work in a new way. We are helping teachers to become better in the classroom by learning to listen, by learning oral history at a level that they can use what we are helping to train them to do, that they can use this methodology in the classroom, but in a new way, not just questioning students, but using what we are trying to teach them in dine and dialogue arenas to become better teachers. Hmm. And oral history is the methodology. So oral history has just taken over my life and I'm doing more presentations in the community, training groups how to collect their own oral history and speaking about some of the projects that we're working on. So it has consumed me. I'm a walking oral historian in every facet of my life. You touched on it a little bit.
0: Uh, What advice do you have to people who want to be oral historians?
1: The best advice, I think, is to become a listener. And we have to learn to listen in a new way. Not just, I heard that person say that, and now, oh, is there a follow-up question to that? But learning to listen with our entire being. So I'm using the classroom knowledge I've collected. I'm using what I've learned in the field from everybody I've interviewed. I'm using what I read in the newspaper. I'm using the books that I'm reading now. We're doing lots of things with diversity, inclusion, systemic racism. I'm using all of that to be a better listener. And that is the major thing. You've got to learn to listen.
0: Great. Thank you. Clay T., what is the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? And do you remember who gave it to you?
1: Uh, I thought about this. The best advice I've ever gotten was from Joanne Goodwin. She said to me one day, just do it. I was talking about writing my thesis. She was my thesis advisor. And I had every excuse. You name the excuse, and I know I came up with it. She said, just do it. And I went home, and I started doing exactly that. I stopped making excuses. I just did what I was supposed to do. If there was something I didn't know how to do, I would skip that, mark it, go back to it later when I had more information. But I learned to stop procrastinating and just doing it. And sometimes I I fall back into some old habits, and I just learn how to do things in the now. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Just send that email. It's going to be a painful one. Do it. Just send it. Stop stop questioning yourself. Just do it. So that was Joanne Goodwin. She doesn't even know. She was probably just frustrated. <laughs> to say, Dr. Goodwin doesn't suffer, you know, excuses.
0: <laughs> <just Exactly>. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, this uh, podcast is meant to be sort of daily challenges for oral historians and students. And so we end every episode with a challenge. What's one thing the listener can do that day to improve? So the next question is, do you have a skill or technique or something affiliated with oral history that you're trying to improve lately? Because this will become our challenge.
1: Uh, I am trying to write more. Therefore, I am making sure that my questions are better questions. The questions that I design at the beginning of a project, those aren't good enough to take you through a project. I am learning how to not just go back and alter a question. But I'm learning, even though that person is not somebody who I can find on Google because they have not been the mayor of the city or the president of some big company, I am trying to think of the bits of information I've gotten from that person while scheduling that interview so that I can think about that person helped in a certain strike as a member of the culinary union. That person did something. So let me go back. I can't find the person, but let me go back and look at that strike. Just spend spend a few minutes so that I will know more about some of the events that that person, some of the events that they participated in here in our community. So I'm just learning how to ask questions in a more in-depth way.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, our last question for you, Clay T, is, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Otherwise, we' <laughs> include
1: the contact information in the episode. <laughs> so you, you know that you can go to Google and find me. You can go to UNLV's website, the Oral History Research Center, and find me. And um, I will even give you my telephone number here at the Oral History Research Center. Erica 702-895-2222. That's my telephone number. It's easy to remember. And if you have a question about oral history, if you want to chat, if you want to be interviewed, here I am.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Clay T, for your time and wisdom today. I have been looking forward to talking with you for several days now. You are just, oh, I just love seeing you and talking to you.
1: Wonderful. And I'm so happy that you are still doing what you do so well. I'm just so proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. yes. Good. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, Clay T. Bye-bye.
0: We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag Every Day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is at gmail.com, And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.